0: Out of Austin, Texas, you're listening to the Unsanctioned Citizen Podcast. Here's your host, Sheila Dean.
1: Hi, you're listening to the Unsanctioned Citizen. Um, Today we are joined by Sick for Truth. He's a writer and editor at TruthTalk.uk. He happens to be a well known freedom fighter studying surveillance technology and reporting on vaccine passports, digital identity, and central bank digital currencies, also known as CBDs It's worth saying that I am now a new blogger at truthtalk.uk because of Sick for Truth and his interest in my writing. So we want to thank truthtalk.uk, which is sometimes hard to say, but easy to do for me, uh... So we gave him a spot on the Unsanctioned Citizen program right away uh, to let him state his case about uh, the state of things. And uh, so we had him on a call-in, and so we had to drop in uh, like a fly on the wall. And here we are. Uh, This is the classic from Potomatic.
2: Passports, which... So I actually picked this story up um, in April 2020. That's when the Rockefeller Foundation produced a... Test, st- strategic test plan uh, for covid um, they released this in 2020 and it basically said that you know everyone would need a unique identity or you know you need identifier to um, to to um, you know ha- uh, to record their vaccine status and if they've taken them
1: oh, okay the was, okay so that like so everyone. that's what that's what got you really in the game that's what got me in the game. <laughs> Uh, when did. they they elicited a national identity quorum uh, with real ID, which would have put us in a checkpoint state, you would have been yeah. in the health checkpoint state. But go ahead.
2: Yeah, uh, exactly. I mean, I'm I'm talking about sort of September 2020 now. Uh, after I've done a bit more bit more research and sort of scoured the, the internet uh, looking for anything to do with vaccine passports health passports um immunity passports you know
0: covid certification that sort of stuff and that you know and we saw and and i would do
2: regular searches on twitter i would look for these things and find out if it's anyone else talking about it or whatever and no one was talking about it no one was talking about the plan of getting of of how the governments were going to get people out of lockdown but then it You know, but I was hitting all this information, and I put this thread together. It's my first super thread on um, on Twitter, August twenty twenty, and it basically broke down everything. You know, from um, these health passports, where, where they're coming from, what's happening in China. They've got their health code. That system is coming to the West, and. And it kind of blew up, and that's what made my name. And I went from, like, I don't know, 200 followers to about 5,000. Um, and then there was a, um, a, an, an author, a writer, uh, a journalist called Neil Clark. He picked up on some of my information from the thread, and he wrote wrote an article for RT News basically saying, you know, the future is um, uh, this, you know, dystopic um, health passports will get you freedom or something like this yeah so he basically took the information put it out there and that woke a lot of people up and then we kind of then we kind of like second guessed well we, we were ahead of the game before the government was even going to talk about vaccine passports or or COVID apps or you know anything like this so we were already ahead of the game and they were denying it and you know we, we were asking MPs there was a lot of, lots of stuff going on in the media and they were backing down and we were like pushing them you know to say Look, what's the plan and yeah, that's what got me onto that's what got me onto to that, that tra- trajectory. But then when you start peeling the layers back, yeah, you get into digital identities. You get into you know surveillance systems, um, mm-hmm. social credit systems, um, and now we're talking about. It's kind of moved on a lot over the past uh, two years. It's it's now morphed into oh, digital identity wallets,
1: um, central bank digital currencies. Yes. Um, which can be programmable um,
2: and now we right now where we are we're, um, we're looking at climate lockdowns uh, in the ne- coming soon in the next few years
1: well which is all unacceptable because that's an intervention against our legal rights and we don't have we don't have a climate interventionist agreement with our government that's not that's not part of the agreement we have a sovereign relationship in and in, in many ways a consensual relationship with a uh, uh, run by south power soft power with their government you know china and some of these top-down global regimes they run on hard power authoritarian power and yeah. that's what people are are being un you know washed into they're you know and they're banal washed i i, I came up with this term banal washing because that's what they do with these broad-reaching frameworks. They just presuppose, you know, oh, this is a light treatment. Don't worry about it. Go back to sleep. Um, you know, this is we're just gonna do a little little t- tweaking with the with the banking system, and we're just gonna add a little bit more identity quorum over here, and we're gonna. Dress the the finances over here, and you know, don't worry about it. We're just gonna take a little bit of data over here and and move it around into China and make a bunch of money. And you know, it, it, it's it's nothing. It's nothing. You won't feel it at all. It's just a little. It's just a little prick. And then and then then you know, then they get grabby. They're like, we own you now. We own you now. And then, that's just not so. None of this is legal. None of this is above board. None of this is 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 uh in the charter. Of our governments, not yours and not mine, um, but the G20 went ahead and signed us up all, all up for the the climate agreements and the World Economic Forum morass and and uh, the great reset in entirety without going through our conventional governments. Biden signed us up for the G20 Bali Agreement, okay, without going through our Congress, which is no, no, we're not going to do this. You know, we're not going to concede to these. Uh, global arrangements because you didn't go through the American people. You just signed us all up for it like it's a top down executive order. You know you're just going to do this now, and I think most of it's illegal. <laughs> to be honest, you can't just you know layer on these these uh, policies uh, because they're they're autocrated from twenty people essentially, and and, and actually if you really want to think about it, it's probably four four people. At the top of this of this uh, giant, I guess pyramid scheme. <laughs> so, um, we have a couple of callers in queue. Did you want to take some calls, Indy, Are you still with us? Hello.
2: Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I was just checking if the, if I can actually put my headphones in, but it seems to be not the the case. Um, yeah,
1: well, we can take callers, no problem. Yeah, I think North is a good one because he's he's hailing from Canada, and Canada has had vaccine passports, vaccine mandates, yep. and they had the uh, problem with the trucker convoy where there was overt sanctions in their country. Yep. So I do I do want to have some uh, you know some back and forth with him about that. Go ahead, North. Come on up to the mic. North, you can unmute your mic now. Okay. So we'll just wait for him to, to come online. Um, so I had more questions for you about digital identity. We had immediate affinity through some of the um, digital ID cues and things like that. I have experience writing a lot about digital ID and being a, a strong activist on national identity programs Digital ID programs because they are so far-reaching and they want so much from me. I tried to apply for a job at PayPal this morning um, for responsible AI and and privacy partner at PayPal, but I couldn't. I couldn't finish the application because they wanted they wanted a passport ID. They wanted a deep dive into my health records. They wanted. Um, What else did they... And this was... They wanted to know my religious status for Malaysia. For Malaysia. To put forward to Malaysia. So it's a global group encompassing um, global finance. And the way that they're grabbing data is on par with global finance. So its it it feels really totalitarian. People don't think like... (coughs) Excuse me. This is just a due course of business. This is due course of business... You just give us all your information if you want to apply for the job. Not if you get the job. Not if you get an interview. Just, you know, in the due course of business if you want this job. And, of course, only four people that I can see have have actually applied for this job on LinkedIn. Only four. And I think it's because the demand for that level of data is really strident. But it's not unusual for the financial sector these days. I did want to also mention that Sam, Sam Bankman Freed If I could get it all out in one shot That man has been Arrested in the Bahamas For uh, wire fraud That's what they got him on Wire yeah. fraud For FTX that, That's what he got sent up for just, just so you know That was the ham sandwich <laughs> In America, we have this the saying. The legal saying is that you can indict a ham sandwich, but you got to indict him for yep. something. And and the something they indicted him for was wire fraud.
2: Yeah. So I think uh, sort of going back to the the digital identities now. Um, so the vaccine passports were quite key in that they they actually accelerated the whole digital ID plan um, a number of years. You know, maybe five to seven years. accelerated everything. So, um, so these are credentials that you hold, uh, with an app on your phone.
1: Which, oh my you know, God. It's, so it's integrated completely so, with your phone.
2: Yes. So, you know, you can hold your, your, cause where they want to get to is basically your health, health credentials. That's where it started with vaccine passports. And that was a prototype to try and get these networks and these applications set up. Um, and then you've got other credentials, which you can add, um, you know, going, further down so um you, you know you, you, i think the e, the european wallet um i was doing some reading on that uh, yesterday that's going to be launching um probably next year now and that has a whole raft of credentials like verifiable credentials about you so you know you can you can have your passport in there with your boarding pass your your you know your, your keys to maybe getting to work or your diplomas and your university certificates you can apply for, for even banking banking is going to be you know
1: yeah it's, it's it. completely integrated let me run this uh un digital id because this is This is the model. It's the UN Digital ID, and I made sure... I keep running this because it's so astonishing. This is the design. Um, This is the promo that the UN Digital ID has for their own workers, but this is the design. This is the prototype.
3: Digital transformation is changing the way we manage our data, our information, our interactions, and our identities online. The United Nations is ready to digitally transform how it deals with identity with a system to streamline information sharing, daily workflows, access to platforms and buildings, operating across agencies by providing its personnel with a universal system-wide identity solution. Introducing the UN Digital ID, a unique and digital identity for UN personnel from the day you join to the day you part. All of your personal, HR, medical, travel, security, payroll, and pension data in the palm of your hand, giving you full control on what you share and with whom. With blockchain and biometrics, the UN Digital ID makes verification efficient, secure, transparent, immutable, portable, and universal. It's been piloted by different agencies and the UN Pension Fund, where they've replaced current manual processes with certainty for who and where pension recipients say they are at any given time. Imagine a regional field office has just joined the UN. She uses the mobile app to obtain a digital wallet, stored securely in her smartphone and only accessible to her with biometrics. Even better than a physical wallet, she can store all her credentials issued by any UN organisation in her digital wallet. She has immediate access to course certificates, travel clearances from UNDSS, medical records from allergies to vaccinations, also making any transfer to another organisation a breeze. As innovation transforms the world, we can improve the way we manage our identities online. UN Digital IDs, a building block for digital cooperation, unlocking the promise of the SDGs.
1: SDGs—that's the Sustainable um, Directives. Sustainable Sustainable Development Goals. That's right. Governance.
2: Yep sustainable development goals and that's where this whole united nations agenda 2030 so they've got maybe eight years seven years now to try and get to a point and they they keep saying covid got in the way of things and that's why they need to push now so a, a big part of this great research is the fourth industrial revolution and that is to get us to a point in 2030 where a lot of these technologies are already in place like the mobile payments these uh the immutable um records of digital identity um and then the whole climate thing as well so they they are they they are moving uh, like lightning at the moment they are trying to implement all these um Uh, policies coming from the UN level but it's all filtering through via the G7, G20 um, obviously the Bank of International Settlements, IMF um, so you've got financial policies but you've also got the World Economic Forum as well which is going to be meeting again in around about 30 days time Mm. um, next month in uh, Davos so expect more uh, Klaus Schwab uh, speeches and um, you know
1: do you off. think that there there will be global protests in Davos over this business?
2: No. no, they're not allowed to protest in Davos. It's completely locked down when when Davos is
0: on. There's a uh, there's military police, there's Swiss police, there's you know helicopters, there's
2: everything. You can't get in there.
1: So how do you register getting... dissent? I'm just wondering. Like it's not like they like to register dissent. This is the other thing that I've noticed about these. Um, UN totalitarians because there's a segment of the UN that's very humanistic very human rights oriented and then there's a set the other segment of the UN that is completely hard power like they have zero margin for dissent they don't want you to show up to their public private meetings I just had a show yesterday with Jed Darland and, um, and he was on there with a guy who's been working with Keep Texas Red and he's 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 been involved with this since the '90s, talking about the Council of Foreign Relations and ECLI, which is I C L E I, which is the environmental uh, arm of this. And they are very like strong arm. They don't want any uh, local input or intervention. Although they publish the the they're required legally to to publish uh that you come to their events as a public input but if you ever actually showed up they would escort you out in a very aggressive way especially if you had dissent okay and sure. there's just proof of this all over the place if you and and they're marbled in with other continuity of government which is something I reported on years ago it was you know <coughs> high in the mind of the people at the time because there was a lot of uh overuse and over invocation, dangerous invocation of the emergency response, uh, emergency declarations. Okay. Cause th- most of the stuff that they're going to enact is through emergency declarations, climate emergency declaration through storms and disasters and things like that. And they're going to just want to keep it going. So this is through emergency diktat and they want a global emergency diktat at all times. So that they can continue to run things and manage things as a surf state. Uh, because that's how Hosni Mubarak in De- Egypt did it. He hung onto power for at least 30 years. Got him 30 years of credit for having an emergency that just never ended. So that's how these, yeah. these dictators go. So we had two years of COVID, you know, emergency fiat. You know, where we had arbitrary rules that were dropped down on us by Sir Anthony Fauci. And then we had a, a group of people that basically insurged in against the the architecture, normal architecture of our government because it was an emergency status. So Donald Trump, I don't think, could have... I mean, there is an argument. There's a hidden argument. It's not being talked about in public. But Donald Trump had emergency powers and that, until he didn't. When when he invoked emergency powers from the federal standpoint, he lost stature because a new brick or new uh, cavalry came in on top of his government, and which was continuity of government to run it. Yeah. Okay, but there needs to be ultimate reform in that area. And I asked, I asked and begged and begged my leadership, please just revoke the emergency declaration. All you have to do is revoke the the emergency declaration, and they didn't do it. And then we got two years of you know arbitrary mass mandates and lockdowns, and let's stick you with this experimental medicine, and and on and on and on. And we had and we had these little dictators that were all over the place in the United States. This is what people didn't see; they saw the nobility of Ron DeSantis, because that's what we want the world to see, of course, of course. But um. But in places like Washington State, they had vaccine passports, and they were fighting with Justin Trudeau to make it even more draconian because they were on the Canadian border. Another another example is Michigan. Michigan shared a border with with Canada, and they were sucking up to, to Justin Trudeau to make sure that the trade would continue. So, in my in my estimation, I think that one of the most fortuitous, th- fortuitous things for the Americas. In reality, was that trucker convoy to say most of us have been vaccinated? You know, please don't make this requirement so that we can can continue to do trade for the people who cannot take this medicine because they know they will become injured. It is it, it was it's like non negotiable. They don't accept the fact that this will kill you, and they don't care. Because we have hospital administrators who are turning away organ donor patients over this, okay? And so it makes perfect sense to me that they want to, you know, integrate this into a digital wallet. We had people at Salesforce and these vendors who are, I mean, salivating, absolutely foaming at the mouth for these digital contracts. And I have never seen such a fascistic nature like come to the top, like just rise completely out to, to be frothing, foaming, and dripping all over the place messily, uh, So so that so that everyone can see it from these tech companies, these tech companies were absolute facilitators for this, did not care. So now that the Twitter files are out, and we're beginning to see that there was some serious, you know, interventionist like usurpations within our government to try to get um, you know non-legal things having these these uh, this countenance of corruption, this facility of corruption that was happening here in the United States and it, you know of course this comes from other governments too. Go- other governments are trying to autoquate autocrate towards Twitter and, and limit their speech but also Twitter was one of these vehicles that tried to integrate identity articles. that's what came out in the wash is that these blue checks from, you know, I don't know, the Saudi government and other places in the world, you know, well, how the hell did they get their blue checks? I'm sure that they were they were given all kinds of, you know, constraints and said, okay, well, I'll get you in the door if you give me, you know, 6,000 cash and I'll just, I'll stick this in my pocket and I'll make you a blue check because I, I work at Twitter and I have admin skills. So... That's how people got in and got an influence, and then you you also discover that there was a someone from the Chinese spying agency sitting at a desk at Twitter, and then there was another one from India's spying agency also sitting at a desk at Twitter, and yeah. so this is kind of like this is kind of like a a, a a cross section of what our our tech sector actually looks like. This is what they're doing if they're behaving the way that Twitter behaved. Then that's what they're doing. Yeah. Go ahead. Well,
2: if you uh, just about a year ago, um, I mean, Robert Malone's just come back on, but it would have been a, 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 exactly a year when he was banned. Robert Malone as well. Yeah, Robert Malone. So they were both banned off Twitter. Um, and before that, you know, there was um, there was massive big, you know, Jay Bachetario, There was. There was there's so many doctors who have got censored over the past couple of years, and and I believe this this whole thing just dragged on for too long. Uh, the Canadian truckers were protesting. It was at
0: the start of this year, would you believe? Yeah. So, you know, it, it, this thing had gone on for too long.
2: People had already got their vaccines. People who didn't want to get them made had had already made their mind up. But there was also on the on the trucker protests there were... there was a. Um, a big contingent of Sikh um, um, individuals, um, and I followed that um, along with uh, Christine Anderson MEP. She followed the truckers, so we were all supporting them, and we were trying to replicate that in in the EU as well. You know, so that was
0: going to be a blueprint for um, some of the EU countries to get you know to to
2: to get out of uh, semi lockdowns and, and, and mandates and
1: so did you visit any like of the the neighboring countries if it how did it how did the vaccine passport land on you specifically because I've seen I follow a woman from Poland who's been dealing with it yeah. and then the French just went blah 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 they went ape they were out in the streets yeah. and the army conveniently just kind of went blah, 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 we don't know but I saw it I saw it there's a lot of people well, in
2: there was a big pushback. So the trucker pushback was big. There were protests going on in Europe, everywhere in Germany, France, uh, the Netherlands. Um, so that and, and that sort of, you know, um, spurred a lot of freedom fighters on to, you know, destroy, you know, some of the MEPs, European MEPs were firmly against the idea of the Green Pass
1: Um, Oh it's a green uh, pass So they they went straight for the green They didn't even say it was a vaccine passport specifically They went straight for the, the long haul yeah, so the same the same. Israel Green Pass
2: uh, title was, uh, and obviously Israel was quite heavily um, Green Pass and obviously Aww. China. So these, uh, you needed one to get into everything. I think there was, was it
3: Bulgaria? There was, you know, you needed one to, sh- to go into a supermarket, um, you know, and,
2: and pubs and hotels and pretty much every place you wanted to visit. In, in the UK, we weren't as bad, but in the UK... We must have had about three to four big protests. I'm talking about a million people in April 2021 got in the streets of London to protest. Uh, It was phenomenal. The the numbers of people um, against the passports, against the the restrictions.
1: So what was that Um, like? I certainly couldn't have been there. Were you there?
2: No, no, I was covering it for Truth Talk. So I was basically... You know, I was on social media. I was the whole day on social media trying and news, uh, writing articles and covering... Okay, so
1: you were on deck um, receiving information and, and processing it, processing the, yeah. the, the progress egress yeah. remotely. I've done that. I've done that myself. Um,
2: yeah, so these things were going off like, you know, maybe once a month we had a really big one and, you know, and that would kind
1: of... Well, what's a really big on. one? What's the numbers of a really big one? hundreds of thousands of people like 200 three hundred thousand people yeah that's um, that's really tiny Greg you know the the protests in Europe were tiny tiny isn't 150 thousand people okay <laughs> yeah. go, go ahead <laughs> so,
2: I mean, We started to get some momentum, you know, and uh, I think uh, a lot of these MPs or people in powers. I mean, these are just uh, these MPs, and uh, they can't—they don't really have any power, especially in an emergency. Like you said, you know, it's like Donald Trump. He was just, you know, because you're under a type of medical martial law. You know, your civil liberties will go out the window, and all this sort of stuff. Um, So he's not—he wasn't ever in charge. Um, and and And
1: it's what. Karl Schwab has said, you know, we've, we've got our people infiltrated or uh, Let's you talk know, about Rishi Sunak. Like oh my yeah, god. Yes, you about the you know, magic transition from trust to Sunak without a single vote of the people. <laughs> did, you know, did you see that?
2: Yeah, I mean, it, things started going a little bit wrong for Boris Johnson because there was a lot of heat on him, especially over the whole covid uh, the way the COVID was um, you know how um, you know, ha- ha- that whole story unfolded so I think he lost a lot of public support but then he also lost his cabinet so there were resignations um, it, was, it was found out that he was attending parties during lockdowns and you know, so there's lots of smear a big smear campaign
0: to, to get rid of him um, mm. and so, he, so then, he then
2: stepped down um, and then there was a leadership contest. Um, I mean, he did say towards the end of his speech, his leaving speech, is that you know, um, this is not the end of me. You know, I'm I, I may a
0: maymaker. I'll be back. Um,
2: <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be back. You know, his you know, his hasta la vista, <laughs> uh, <quotes.
0: laughs> um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And yeah, so yeah, he, I mean, he, he's, a lo- he's a he's a he's a he's a lovable.
2: Uh, you know, guy. He's you know he's likable. He had, he got he got a massive majority in the twenty nineteen elect, general election, and then we had COVID, so he steered the country through COVID, and he got Brexit done as well. So you know he he you know, he he's an outspoken. He was formerly the mayor of London in, back in twenty twelve, um, and, and, and and a lot earlier than that as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, trust. There was a leadership contest. Um, um, uh, Trust got in, she was voted by her, you know, um, party, um, majority you know, voted for, the, all the MPs voted for her, and then the the Conservative, um, you know, the group, you know, it was about 13,000, 14,000 people in that Conservative um, uh, party, uh, you know,
0: members across the UK sort mm-hmm. of voted as well. Okay. Um, so she lasted, she lasted 44
2: days. Um, she she really didn't do anything. She she was not charismatic. She was just boring, um, kind of like an, another Theresa May, but worse. Um, and Theresa May was our yeah.
1: But you uh, don't the, get fired for being oh, boring in in yeah. the UK. Do you get fired for being boring? And like, what what did they expect her to do? Go out in this in the street and dance among fireworks? Like, what did they want? Yeah. It's because a policy I'm, position. She,
2: she, yeah, the, the po- because she she um you know sort of reject her whole cabinet and and some of the some of the policy decisions especially around the budget and you know the economic outlook um,
1: so you and, got yes. Rishi Sunak who was just installed like world economic software malware mm
2: mm-hmm. yeah so then Rishi then Rishi obviously was bought
1: in very very quickly after her yeah i, I was I said it in
2: June, July of this year. I said, look, you know, Boris is going to go. Their their man would be Rishi Sunat because he's the net zero man. He's the the economic, uh, because he was formerly the chancellor, um, you know, chancellor of the Exchequer, so he's in charge of all our, um, you know, sort of budgets and and, and monetary policy. Mm. So, you know, for the World Economic Forum, he's he's, he's the main guy because, you know, he's got the climate agenda behind him um, he's got the, the central bank digital currency the economic agenda behind him So that's plus he di-
1: didn't he his family um, engineer Infosys you know the... um,
2: yeah so it, Go ahead. His, 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 wife, his wife's father is the
0: uh, head, well, one of the head guys at
2: um, Infosys probably the, the president at Infosys so yeah the, the family's very wealthy on, on, on his wife's side and obviously, I've, um, I work in the IT industry. I, I know of Infosys. I've worked with Infosys and their guys in India, in Bangalore, uh, Hyderabad. Uh, so it's a, it's a consultant, it's an IT um, consultancy worldwide. Um, but yeah, they were they've helped
0: develop digital ID systems for countries. Um, I mean, so so of other
2: companies as well. But it's it's not just Infosys. But, yeah, you've Sunak. Um, and then, yeah, I think there was an, an announcement a couple of days ago that they were, um, they're going to uh, have a consultation for the central bank digital currencies now, so they're going right. to try and move them. Uh, bank of England has made s- several statements over the past couple of weeks. Uh, so that's all moving forward. So, I mean, the agenda moves forward. It doesn't matter who's in place.
1: So what is your objective with Truth Talk?
2: So the okay so just go back to um so so, yeah so i started writing on twitter like you know my my profile was sort of trending and some of the things i was saying were were getting a lot of likes a lot of boosts and you know retweets and stuff and so i came across this guy called toby brown um, who was following me for a number of uh, months and so about april may 2021 um he asked me if you if he, he he just set up a new website and he he said to me So it's thought you know why don't you take your information that you, you're putting out and why don't you you know um, write up some detailed information you know articles make convert convert your content to articles so I started doing that I started writing for him and um, so I had access to Truth Talk the admin side so I mean over the past sort of. Year and a half. All I've been doing is just writing the odd article here and there. Uh, whenever, whenever I feel like something's going you know, going to go down, or something has gone down, and you know it's worth covering. Now, I, I mean, I'm not a I'm not a writer, um, uh, an author, or, or anything like that. I work in IT. I'm sort of you know I work in data and and and, and analytics. But I like to I like to write on. On, on what might be the plan so kind of linking up all the, all the different things that are going on so in terms of the great reset the the the, um, the world economic Forum how they're influencing things how these big lobbying companies are, are influencing our governments and, and local governments now so it's all, all about the tech agenda the the fourth industrial Revolution all these different transhumanism so I mean it's, it's all linked I mean you've got so many different subject areas that you're trying to piece together an article. Um, we're making it interesting for people, and making it making it informative. You know, so you bang, 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 fact, 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 fact. So just putting the facts out, and so that was the whole idea about truth talk. Is to, it was to be
0: um,
2: not not like the mainstream media, but just try and put the information out there, whether it's it's nicely worded or not. You know, it was just to try to get a handle or you know give people a different perspective give you know, give them an interesting perspective a truthful perspective of what is currently going on and to you know to to, to put the information out there get people informed they can make mm-hmm. their own minds up that information you know they can, information is power you know knowledge is power so as long as we, you know we've got a we've now you know we've we've got a whole like um you know, it's, it's an information war at the end of the end of the day, isn't it? It's, it's about perception. Yeah. It's, it's about, if you don't have the right tools, if you don't have the right information, and you're programmed and well, on the mainstream. And you know, I mean, we try not to do like you know to go down too far down the, down the rabbit hole. Um, you know, we're trying to keep it you know balanced. Um, and and, and and not spread disinformation or misinformation or conspiracy theories. Everything yeah, let's
1: talk batched. about let's talk about the the principle of disinformation because that's become very weaponized. The the rhetoric around disinformation has become very very arbitrary, and it's been run by the government. Like we decide what disinformation is. We have uh, a de facto disinformation agency through CISA at DHS. They've been exposed. Uh, And even though the U.S. government has gotten immense, immense blowback from the public about the Ministry of Information, is what we called it, um, over the summer. And they got rid of Nina Jankowicz, but then they had redundant programs. And this is what DHS has done throughout its history, and most certainly it's done this through um, the Obama administration. So when I say manufacture redundant programs for mass surveillance, for things that the American people overtly they do not want, they raise objections and dissent to it. And then they multiply their they they triple down on their efforts to manufacture these programs against the consent of the people. And uh, they manufacture them faster because that's part of the design. They want to overwhelm the public. So they said, well, you, you know, you, you we want you to make it feel like whack-a-mole. And what should be done in principle is when we go to our legislators, our, our U.S. legislators and, and our government, and we say we do not consent to this brand of government. We want you to stop this. It's against the Constitution you know, to institute yeah. mass surveillance against our rights, against our uh, public will, and against our our public pocketbook. Okay, they need to arrest all of it, but instead they 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 multiply <laughs> multiply the programs and uh, and then say, well, now you have to just live with it, and and so that's how they kind of they kind of will down, or they kind of. Uh, manage to muscle in things like a, like an x-ray machine that analyzes your private parts at the airport. That's how they manage to do that. And so I won't fly. I have absolute objections to fly. Like I, I, it's, it's just a sticking point with me. I don't want dirty photographs taken of my body when I try to go fly. And <laughs> So, I mean, we have a caller who's been trying to get in. Uh, it says it's overtake the doomerism pill. Okay, let's 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 have a talk with Young. Hey, Young, you can unmute your mic. Hello.
2: Can y'all hear? Can y'all hear me?
1: Yes. Yes, we can hear you.
2: Hello. How are you guys doing? I just had a couple quick questions just regarding
0: the Great Reset. I like how you guys have essentially been connected. The fact that they essentially been using this narrative of sustainability to push these um, globalist actions like the vaccine passport. Um, I also noticed that for the World Economic Forum when they're talking about how we're going to start eating bugs, things of that nature by the year 2030. So it seems like a lot of sustainability issues have been popping up in media that kind of connects to the Great Reset as well. I'm not sure if we, y'all have, like, additional examples of that, like how they're using this sustainability narrative to right. tie in the Great Reset.
1: Sig, do you want to tackle that, or, or shall I?
2: Um, yeah, I mean, we can both jump in on it. Um. I think when the Great Reset was announced in June 2020, it wasn't done by Klaus Schwab. It, it was done by the Prince of Wales at that time, now our king. Now the whole idea was to basically use COVID as a springboard for m- big, massive global change, fast global change, change specifically to make it more sustainable and and you know more greener. Uh, and and so if you look at the World Economic Forum the Davos events, um, if you look at all, every single session has a um, United Nations Agenda 2030. Um, SDG connected to it. Otherwise, they won't h- hold these um, sessions. Everything has to go towards that agenda. But the sustainability, the the bug eating, that's all about lowering uh, CO two emissions and to try and get cleaner air and you know um, and, and build what they call a circular economy. So this is where we reuse a lot of our materials. You know, bio sustainability, all this sort of stuff. I mean, it all sounds very nice and fluffy, but you know the, the the changes that are coming in like like getting rid of you know cars i mean cars are going to go um you know the combustion engine as we know it and then moving people towards smarter cities and, and this is what it all means when you look at the practical sides i mean these i mean say for if you look at the practical sides um In in theory, they sound really nice if you read the SDGs, but how they actually get there, you know, that means... (laughs) It means not earning anything. (laughs) It it means basically, you know, working from home or working through the metaverse or, you know, these are big changes that society are... Or not working
1: and uh, and then being pushed to the margins because, you know, the, the establishment finds you inconvenient or too much of a troublemaker. Go ahead. Yes. So the, the vaccine
2: passport digital identity fits in with uh, SDG 16.9 um, to provide a unique digital identity for everyone in the world. And this is so that they can reach out to the 1.1 billion people who are unbanked, who haven't got an ID, who don't have a passport. So they wanna bring those people into you know more equitable, uh, they wanna bring those people into the system the the global system, and so no one's left behind. That's their own words. They don't want anyone to be left behind because they want everyone to be under their control. This global agenda, and and it's like a spider's web. So you know you've got that's where it's coming from. It's coming from the top, the UN. But then you've got all the other um, any free letter company. You know um, NGO. You 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 know they're all driving this and. Even at the place I work, they're, they're driving um, Education 2030. So, you know, I work for an uh, education establishment. So you know, everything, everything is, is, is going towards this himshi, this, this, this blueprint. And everything that's going on right now is connected to that. And every, every announcement that, that comes out from any Trudeau or Rishi Sunak, it's all to do with this and
1: so I it seems to Rishi's totalitarian yeah so Rishi Sunak yeah, that's what it got is up. Up.
2: it seems like a fascist state the, so he said, said, we're going to go, Rishi Sunak got up on stage and he said we're going to rewire the, the the uk economy for net zero so net zero basically means no emissions you know like zero emissions or you know um, Basically, there's there's a limit. And they want to cut emissions to around around 30% in London. So the city of London needs to cut their emissions by 2030, by 30%. So that's 30% of all journeys cut, gone. And the ways they're going to do that are by fining people when they drive. So that's just an example. Um, But there's multiple examples of how they're going to achieve these SDGs and finding
1: the, and people technology. for legal activities see this is a, they'd have yes. to make it illegal before they can do this um so let me talk to you a little bit about eclay which is basically local governments for sustainability or simply um iclei is an international non-governmental organization or an ngo and you know there's a lot of people that's, again, that's banal washing. An NGO can be, you know, uh, a, a, a nice benign non-profit or it can be one of these absolutely hard power um, fronts for something like a narco cartel funding uh, the intrusion of an efficacy or the advocacy for breaking down legal boundaries uh, at the border and, and letting a, a ton of people in who, you know, otherwise would have no advocates. So basically, the cartels would pour a bunch of money into lawyers to go work for these NGOs, uh, who donate their labor, so to speak, and uh, and then help process uh, the claims for all these asylums. Um, in in part, but then other people just go run run amuck uh, into, into the into the place. And if you don't. If they don't like you and you don't get representation, well then you might end up in a deportation cell. But if that doesn't happen, you're just out in the wind, which also happens. Um, but back to the NGO, the ICLE is an NGO program that actually gets tax money from the United States government and they, like the UN agencies to, to fulfill their mission. And what they do is, according to Wikipedia here, which is available to everyone, is they they provide technical consulting to local governments to meet sustainability objectives. So they are headquarters in Kaiser Friedrich, Bonn, Germany, and they were started in New York. They were founded in 1990 in New York City. So um, they are an international organization, and they were formerly known as the International Council for Local Environmental Initiatives. Uh, the International Association was established when more than 200 local governments from 43 countries convened at its inaugural conference, World Congress, World Congress of Local Governments for a Sustainable Future, at the United Nations, and that was 1990. So, as of 2020, there were more than 1,750 cities, towns, countries in their associations. Uh, in 20... 126 countries are part of the Equally network. Um, we had a guy on who dissented against an Equally initiative here in Texas for a flood plan. Uh, he had some objection to, to their planning and, and the reach. Um, so, that is an example of how the sustainability agenda will be marbled into uh, local governments because they can't execute... Their land plans and their land management plans without going through uh, the local government. And they can see that, so they, they want to overwhelm um, the local populace. Again, sleepy, banal policy. Uh, and playing it down, refusing to send, like, oh, if you show up, we're going to escort you out of here. Like, this is the Swiss UN uh, Davos development. Or, or, like, this is um, what's the. <laughs> What's the uh, world government... Oh, Bilderberg. Same as Bilderberg. You can't fly a paper plane without uh, a security clearance. Yeah, yeah Bilderberg. <laughs>
0: is
2: it's the Western... It's the America-US um, sort of um, secret meetings that have taken place since 1950, uh, I believe. Um, and one of the hotels was Bilderberg. That's where they... Got their name from? But yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's the heads of banks. It's uh, you know, it's it's uh, economic institutions. It's,
1: it's The World Economic Forum. It's Davos. You know, same difference.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: It's all the it's same the people. Kind of, I, think,
2: I think a lot of this stuff was, has already been going on. So you know, big tech has been. Um, Gaining a stranglehold on on their own markets, like you know, so, social media, Google, uh, Facebook, Twitter. I mean, these are big social uh, platforms, but they scrape a lot of data, and they have been doing. And they can they can analyze users, they can predict trends, they can they know mm. pro, you know predictive profiling on you. But this kind of stuff has been going on for a long time you know, ever since sort of nine eleven. Um, you know, intelligence agencies, the CIA. Um, it, Defense and research uh, plan, you know, um, DARPA. They, they've been um, they've been analysing people for a long time, but it's it's always been uh, you know covert, um, you know, secret intelligence and you know um, sort of data mining people and and but when COVID happened, it, they kind of went over with it they they said okay we're, we're 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 tracking everyone we're tracking everyone's phones we're doing it in canada and we're doing it in america and we're doing it in the united kingdom we're tracking how effective our lockdowns are and whether people are actually complying and, and they did <laughs> that's what they were doing you know and they, they've, they've come out now so i mean everything is about two things it's about sustainability and it's also about surveillance um and those that those two um um you know, agendas are are, are moving forward uh, incredibly quick.
1: I, I'm gonna uh, am gonna have... stick it in here with uh, with the limitations of dissent, and the only way that they can do this is with the, with the implied consent of or tacit consent of the people. Now, I'm going to read a short list of the Eclé organizations that that uh, just to prove to you that it's not really just an NGO. This is an infusion of, of yeah. world government. Okay, the organization promotes the following programs for local level, local level adoption and implementation as described on their website. The Rio Conventions, which contains the UN Framework Convention on Climate Change, the UN Convention on Biological Diversity, the UN Convention to Comba- Combat Desertification, Agenda 21, the Habitat Agenda the Millennium Development Goals, and the Johannesburg Plan of Implementation. So that's in South Africa, which my friend emigrated from to, to the United States from from South Africa. So this freaked him out, the Johannesburg Plan, because of how it was marbling into uh, South Africa, and then he got involved here. He's very, very activated uh, by the threat of ICLEI, uh, for land grabs. So it it, in, it provides oversight for a compact of mayors, uh, a global coalition of city leaders founded to address climate change at the local level, um, as yep. well as acting as the focal point for local governments and municipal authorities' constituency. So it's just the authorities. It's, it's continuity of government types, and that's fire, police, and... Um, designated in case of emergency, you know, if, if the world blows up around you, who's going to be in charge type folks. And those are de- designated by FEMA DHS, uh, here in the United States. Now wh- who, you know, uh, other than the United States, I don't know if they have a con- continuity of government plan, but, uh, that's how they manufacture, um, against the complication of your dissent and to cut your mic. So that's why it's so important right now for us to integrate and protect uh, the right of free speech because it's our last chance. We have to get in here and dissent against uh, programs that don't regard our property rights. And you could have paid into a piece of real estate your whole life. You could have had inherited land that belongs to your ancestors that you were crafty enough to to hang on to and you have the deed and title and, and and uh you still pay you may pay taxes but these people will snake it out from under you any way they can either and then push you into some sort of you know inner city tenement because that's where they want you to reside because they need that land for whatever it is that they need that land for and so I, I think that that's kind of a dark projection, but we've seen other human populations do it in the past. Zeke, uh, <laughs> do you want to jump in here? Um.
2: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, this kind of sounds like uh, another um, NGO was sort of looking into the C forty C forty C for Charlie Forty Cities C forty Cities, and that's I was doing some research around. Um, so these are basically the uh, 96 member cities from all around the world, and they're mayors, and it's like they, they have these summits, and the last one was in Buenos Aires in uh, Brazil um, a couple of months ago in October, and, and yeah, they come out with all these sorts of uh, climate you know, ambitions, movements, agendas, uh, policies... Uh, For their own cities, um, and it's obviously to it's all aligned with the the United Nations about you know reducing climate uh, pollution. So, I mean, yeah, a lot of these, a lot lot of these,
0: um, you know, sort of people, these companies or these NGOs are are linked with uh, the United
2: Nations. It's not surprising me, anything you've said.
1: So I'm going to go to the comments really quickly, um, and then I, th- I think we should wrap up. We've been here a, uh, about an hour. Um, so I'm going to look down here into uh, young Teddy K for his questions. Um, you might just get debanked if you speak about them. Uh, thank you for your answer. Uh, also, Greg, uh, Greg Slam, uh, Seek for Truth, do you agree with the Seek for Truth definition of globalist? I mean, as I said before, I'm just going to reiterate that there's an arm of the UN that is extremely libertarian and humanitarian uh, that does great and and good service, just like the American government. But there is also an extremely and exceedingly hard power aspect to to the United Nations that has has gone really dark. And um, and they're executing Extra-national uh, policy uh, against sovereign governments, and it's because they want they want control.
2: Yeah. So so they are. The globalists are just a a phrase that I use, and a lot of people use as well, and it just refers to people like Klaus Schwab, who and um, some of the guys at the IMF and and the Bank of International Settlements and the Council on
1: Foreign Relations. Yeah, these are just elite, <laughs> just,
2: just elite type puppets, and they're not really in control. They're just driving. They're just helping. They're just tools, really. So they, you know, they're they're, useful they're, idiots. They're,
1: they're, <laughs> useful <for> idiots. Yeah, <laughs> helping to, to change society, and, and that's what what this is about. This is about
2: changing humanity. This is about social mm. engineering and 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 accelerating that change. And a lot a lot of these crises they use whether they're um, deliberate on purpose or genuine crises, they, they always try and use uh, those to try and, you know, further their agendas or, or profit or make money or, you know, or gain power. So these are just like um, sort of psychopaths, really. These globalists, like, you know, they, they, they're, they're just useful idiots. You're, you're right. They, you know, these, these are the Bill Gates. I mean, Bill Gates is just, you know, if, if you're stuck in a room with him, you know, you probably wouldn't find him interesting at all. He's—he's—he's he's, he's just, you know, these people are sociopaths. They—they they have no humanity. They have no feeling. Um, They—they want to do good for the world, but you know, it's just a grin on on their faces. It's just evil. Maybe <laughs> they are. I don't know. <clears throat> but yeah, it, it, it's, it, it's, it's, I think it's, it is a power game, and it is to try and socially engineer us. Um, but they're gonna. <clears throat> When they hit, when they hit, when, when they hit resistance, they back off, um, and then and then they they come back again. So you know, we, we, we
0: <clears throat> this is an age-old tale of good versus evil, isn't it? It's it's it's, it's, it's always has been, and uh, yeah, I think good always wins. <laughs> and
1: I I think that yeah. there's there's we're gonna have to get really creative because yeah. the conventions that they afford the public right now are being um, are being turned down. And if I made a complaint to my local officials here in the state of Texas and said, listen, uh, we show up to these ICLE, uh UN-driven um, policy uh, <clears throat> that are open to the public. They show up at local libraries promoting the events and then are astonished when anyone shows up. Uh, and want to escort people out for objecting to their land plan so that's something that you can talk about with your local officials you can go if you have sustainability and this is the other thing the way that they play with language sustainability is not sustainability there's nothing sustainable in in ESG okay it it is just an, a financial sieve to to weed out the interest that are in conflict with um, with their totalitarian agenda, and I wish I didn't have to get so minimizing about that because sustainability used to be an active virtue, like in the '90s. Sustainability uh, before, the, but it's just something. It's just a way for the globe to take take the reins, just like they would with a, a national international pandemic. With an international storm system, uh, a UFO invasion, you know. If, if anything were like a threat to the globe, then they would assume power. And that's what they want. They want to assume power. So they have to get a global construct. They have, a, have to get a global threat. Um, right. a, you know about threat management and threat, uh, threat modeling. Okay, they have to have a threat in order to activate their usefulness.
2: They've always had threats, you know. So we've had, like, uh, the the planes on the nine eleven, and then you had seven seven, and then you had the war in Iraq, and then you had Bin Laden. There's always a boogeyman, right? It keeps people on their toes. And then it was, you know, climate. Then it was COVID. Now it's climate again. And then there's always a boogeyman, and and the, you know that's just a distraction. And you know, I mean, I feel sorry for people. Over the past two years, you know, with this whole farce of COVID, um, you know, and they got to, they ended up having vaccines and stuff, you know, and and some some people are okay, they're lucky, and but some people are probably not, um, but you know the amount of destruction and harms these people have caused, and, and no one's been prosecuted, and no one's been, you know, um, been brought to to trial or anything, and so. When these when these things happen, when these flags or false flags or whatever, or these incidents, you've got to be you've got to, you've got to look at it. You've got to question everything, and you've got to look at your own character and your own morale. And, you know, are you are you a person that's going to go along with it all, or are you going to say no? And I've said no from the from the beginning of yeah. this whole twenty. Yeah,
1: months. absolutely. I'm I'm right there I, with I've you. Said
2: no. no, and and you know, no one's going to no one's going to come to your house and force you to do anything you know, and, and, and I'm just surprised the amount of people who went out and got their the vaccines, you know, like, you know, good little people. Um, but, you know, the next international disaster, you could <clears throat> do these same people do, do the same things over and over again. You know, they haven't learned. Um, people haven't learned from their mistakes or, you know, maybe this has woken up some people. Maybe there's a bigger resistance now. Uh, maybe more people are, you know, waking up to the fact that you know um, we should be you know we should we should be driving the agendas you know localism you know more smaller groups um, you know um, getting away from mainstream society and maybe set, you know setting set up parallel systems I think everyone has a solution that can bring to the table uh, that can counter the globalists um, their vision and, 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 and their journey so you know we need, we need to we need to form fast. Um, because this, this stuff, I mean, it's not just COVID anymore. This stuff is in your face. This is actually, yeah. the whole COVID has woke people up. And so now you, um, <clears throat> now the World Economic Forum, I, said, I think, um, I put out an article of a couple of weeks ago. They want everyone to have a, an individual life score. So, you know, this could be a credit score. It's, it's, it's a, a social credit lot.
1: score. It's a social credit score. <laughs> and that's what ReCUCNIC yeah. is all about.
2: So yeah, you've got the social credit score, and then a couple of weeks ago, you had uh, what in Nigeria, their central banks basically they want to get rid of crypto. The globalist bankers want to want to want to monitor and surveil every single transaction so they can know everything in the, the economy and they're just nosy and and, and, and <laughs> they, they
0: don't want to have any privacy right no you, you, you have to give away more and more and more of your privacy to these people and crypto
2: is decentralized you know it's not quite it's not 100 secure but it, it's a lot better than the central bank You know, monitoring everything, and so Nigeria have now banned uh, cash withdrawals over forty five dollars. Oh my
0: god! So this
1: is these are the tactics these um, central bank, uh,
2: central bankers are you know positions of power who can control entire
1: economies. It's like enforced poverty. They want to enforce poverty. It's serfdom.
2: so they don't want you to take out the regular e-n era. They want you to adopt the central bank digital e-n era so they can monitor everything that you're doing and what you're buying. But the, the agenda is then to to see what you're buying, stop you from buying things that are not sustainable. So stop you from buying a car, a petrol car, or stop you from buying a diesel or petrol. So, so we're, we're gonna end up like a China, but a really warped version of it where everything is controlled and surveilled and, and that's not what I think
0: most of the people don't you know they don't
1: we're not down to... we're not down for that and, and we're not going to stand for it um, I, I want to go back to the comments for just a minute um, we've got a few more things here and then uh, you know I, I'm going to try to wrap it up in the next couple of minutes unless you want to keep going
0: uh...
2: no, no, that's, that's, that's okay I've got to I've got to go and eat my uh, my dinner <laughs> <laughs>
1: I really enjoy your chat. We can definitely do this again. Uh, you're certainly invited back here. Would would, would you guys like to see um, uh, Seek for Truth come back to the, to the program? You just let me know. Um, I probably will invite him anyway. It's been a, a terrific program. So I'm going to read some of these comments here. The globalist elite, this is from I Will Not Comply. The globalist elite know the resistance will grow. Imagine how small and weak the generations will be in the future. With the diet, the psychopaths look to in- implement in the name of Net Zero, and it's crickets. I, I, you know, it's so weird, because I kept hearing, like, a little cricket in, in the in the microphone. I kept hearing, like, a little cricket going, you know, rubbing its legs. Um, I, I think it's just a, just a thing. So look at the size difference of the North Koreans versus the South Koreans. Uh, and then he put a link there to European conservative... And then he says, indoctrination of the Dutch school children, which is Western indoctrination. Uh, Greg Slam says, Fa- famous anti-vaxxers who have died from COVID-19. That is absolutely something I want to see. Uh, I, I would I, That's that's an extremely interesting article. Um, and then North Squatch says, indoctrination is not, hey, try this, look up indoctrination. Okay, well, we have to have a few dissenting views in here. It can't be just a... A chorus of, of uh, doom scrolling freak outers oh, <laughs> over no. the grave. He said. So, so that,
2: that's what we're trying to do with Truth Talk. We're not. We're <clears> okay. we so we're, we're laying out the agendas, whether they be digital, social, or or whatever. So Truth Talk, Truth Talk UK is now a, It's basically a platform for um, writers. Um, so, I mean, before it was just myself and Toby. Now we've actually brought in the likes of Karen Hunt, Jesse Smith. Um, and me. Tim um, <laughs> yeah, Hinchliff. So these people write fantastic um, articles on not only what's going on in the world, but also, you know, and, and document that and pull out past examples. But they also come to the table with solutions. So we, there's a whole... Um, uh, a section dedicated on what what we can do. What, you know, how can we fight back? I mean, you don't have to necessarily write articles or, or be on Twitter. You know, you could you, know, you can make T shirts or you know you could you can do things in your local community. You know, you can you know you can you can build bridges, and that's what this is all about now. This is about building a team uh, on not only on Twitter but on 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 social media platforms and you know, getting something out there, getting a brand going, and there needs to be more resistance, you know. You know, I wish there was um, hundreds of truth talks out there, but there's some fantastic people who do do some great work, um, and they are uh, closely aligned with us, so, yeah. We're going to hopefully go from strength to strength next year.
1: Fantastic. Um, so I'm glad to be uh, an additional writer who's been adopted by the Truth Talk UK team uh, to get some of my um, additional things out, uh, especially about national ID and national identity and uh, vaccination passport uh, news as it comes of avail. Also, because I am in the strategic location of Austin, Texas, um, we'll have a beat out on things like neurotech and emerging technologies. Um <clears throat> as they become available for uh, brain implants and uh, implantable chip technologies. So um, I'm going to wrap it up with this one comment from Gregor. Really? I would have needed only guess. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Seiko, give you the last word. What would you like to tell the audience before we wrap?
2: Um, yeah, keep your optimism. <laughs> you know, don't... Um... You know, there's a lot of people who've um, come out of these past couple of years. Um, you know, sort of, um, <laughs> they've you know, not, not kind of lost the fight, but you know, like you know, they've been demoralised. Don't be demoralised. You know, we get you know, get the spirit back. Get your fighting spirit back. Get your you know, because what we want to do, we want we we want we want more power on, on our side, You know, and that could be more privacy. Um, you know, um, not being surveilled. So, you know, I mean, if we all work together, like the globalists work together, like they have their own NGOs and all these institutions, you know, there needs to be, you know, a fight back. And it, it doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to win, but it, it's these little small wins. And even if you take, you know, even if you wake people up, that, that that that's that's a big win in itself. If you write an article, if you put the information out there, you know, it sets. It's it sets a domino effect, and and I and I've seen that, and I've seen
0: that play out in the public awareness, you know. And I've seen people,
2: you know, wake up to see, you know, you know what is actually going on around it. You know, so don't lose heart, be positive, um, do whatever you can in any small way.
1: That's my philosophy: is that uh, if you don't forfeit what you can do because things are happening, you know, because that may be the, the only and last opportunity you get to make a difference on your own behalf. Also, reach out to other people who have the same objectives you are. Get stronger. Don't be alone with this stuff. Um, when it really bothers you, uh, don't be alone with it. Uh, just just get out and, and uh, do something that you like. Uh, enjoy your freedom today. Don't get prohibited by other people who want to nag you about your speech or the things that you think. You know, want to slap you with a with a label like you're a conspiracy theorist or something. No, you have objections to a global agenda that's being leveraged on you improperly without going through you. You are the government. You are the government. Yeah. I, I think I think that's <laughs> what we need to do. We need to counter
2: their language with with our language you know and, and we we need to amplify our voice and you know we need to
1: i mean they'll just make up some 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 rubbish yes, words you know you're this denier or that denier or mm-hmm. you know conspiracy theorist no you know we're we're dealing
2: with with real things here and we have real concerns and you know um and and i think you know we, we we've got to fight that language as well but, yeah Th- thank you for having me on
1: I did not need to mention that, uh, because of the health of the ecosystem at Twitter, which is due in part, uh, because of the, the Twitter files, but mostly in part to the efforts of Mr. Elon Musk buying the platform, um, there has been explosion of views on my material. Uh, it's, it's gotten picked up as a publication by Truth Talk. UK because they can see me, um, People that I haven't seen or had interactions with for 12 years uh, have suddenly emerged. And are like, hey, you're cool again. I'll follow you. You're a rad. You submitted research to my institute. I think I'll follow you now. It's legal. <clears throat> and they did. So um, thanks, Jules Polonetsky. Can't wait to, to do more work with you in the future. Let's hope it stays legit. <laughs> <laughs> Also, fine thanks to Matt Taibbi and Barry Weiss and all the people behind the Twitter files. Um, and the the subtext of that would probably be the freedom, freedom of speech fighters like Glenn Greenwald and Tucker Carlson. And I just wanted to say good support for those guys. Glenn's got a brand new show on Rumble, so you should just head on over there. Uh, it's it's available to all to see it on Rumble. He's got a nightly at seven PM Eastern Standard Time. So and that's that's six over here in Austin, Texas. So uh we're big supporters of the programming at the Glenn Greenwald substack slash Rumble. So anyways, uh it's all great. I'm feeling very High and optimistic about all of it, and I hope that you'll continue to to subscribe and send subscribers here to my Substack, to Podomatic, to to call in. You know, it's all all a kind of ecosystem that's kind of blossoming and becoming more full as time goes on. But it's it's a happier time now. I feel like I have news Christmas, and, and in a way, I hope it never ends <laughs> because this sunshine is rad. <laughs> it's making it everything grow um and, and making my wallet grow i got paid subscribers in addition to that on my Substack, so thank you so stick with it and we'll stick with the truth we'll see you soon uh, and have more content up eventually
0: thanks for listening before you go hit the subscribe button remember that callers are welcome Subscribers can access unsanctioned citizen podcast archives at Substack, Automatic, iHeartRadio podcasts, and call-in. Please stay in touch. We want to hear from you. Visit SheilaMDean.com.